What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What you know about rolling down in the deep This is the Fan Cave, presented by Drives and Mile High. Here are your hosts, the Lambros, Ryan and Roman Romero. Woo! Let's go, Nuggets! Woo! Andrew Detmer behind the glass. Thank you for the awesome clips. Um great commercial the in-between the intro how are you doing my brother it's another day in paradise even though paradise today is a little colder than it should be oh dude you have no idea <laughs> the cold that we endured the traveling we've endured yeah it was it's been we, we've covered the state in like i don't know this past week i would say we got to go east but nobody's really no, go east. No, enough enough <laughs> Why would you venture into Kansas? That sounds like an awful time. You know, I might have to go to Kansas for a a basketball tournament for my daughter this year, but it's um, Wichita, so it's kind of almost by Texas, I think. Do you have an option to fly? You do, but it's it's a seven-hour drive, and everybody wants to do it. Well, except my daughter. (laughs) She's like, no, let's just fly, Dad. Right, I don't blame you. I've never been there. I mean, I've been to Kansas. The goal for me with Kansas is to get right out of Kansas. Oh, okay. So oh, the reason I mentioned that is because of the wind. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I know this was many years ago, but the wind almost took me over when I was bringing back a, a Sprinter van for demonstration a long time ago, many moons ago, different uh, job, all that stuff. When I was, I was a young part kid. of that job back in the day as well. And yes, that did happen to me as well. And that almost happened to me when bringing the Subaru over to uh, the shop. Yeah, but the yesterday, was it not? Windy or what? It was you, so you guys, windy. You guys didn't experience that up here in Demba, but whew, man, it was down in Southern Colorado, so windy. I felt like we we're in a tornado, like like uh, swirl, just like its funnel wanting to develop. It was so windy. The Minnesota Timberwolves couldn't make their shots. Couldn't even hear their howl. <laughs> you couldn't even hear their howl. <laughs> All you saw were little Denver Nuggets rolling around the entire state. <laughs> Welcome uh, back, everyone, Fan Cave. This that was is, a good game. It was a great game. Let's talk about it. Let's get right into your Denver Nuggets' second win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. <clears throat> Carl Anthony Towns. Hey, man, you know when they say chin up? Just go ahead and close your mouth. Like, you don't need your jaw, like, hanging out all the time. <laughs> Sorry, bud. I don't know why. I, I, I don't like, I don't care for him either. You know, there's basketball players cool, that like, sl- sloppy play. He has the, that sloppy look and yeah, play. It, it's it's not like he's poised like a professional. And you have uh, people who complain about Nikola Jokic uh, in his Euro style basketball, but he's just constantly working. You see how many head fakes he does? How many? He he'll throw an elbow and act like he didn't throw it, and then <laughs> you know it just he's, there's movement. There's always movement, and there, you know, from a a 
aesthetic look, it looks bad too because it's it's not the you know Embiid's and Yance's of the world going up and slamming it home. But we do have a guy like that, and his name's Aaron Gordon. Oh man, I love me some right? Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, man, wow, the guy. Talk about some of the most uh, poster or should be posterized dunks that are out there. like three of them yesterday. And and even the game before, like he like burrowed through the defender and just like leaped up in the air and just was like hanging, hanging on that rim. Like what up? (laughs) Many more of this to come. When we were driving, the Nuggets were chasing up by 20, getting up to about 27 point lead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got home and I thought we jinxed it, turned on the TV and sure enough. I know I was headed on my way home and i'm like oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me we're gonna have an epic meltdown no way you can't do this the 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 vocal ones on twitter were alive they pop their head out of their hole and they're blaming coach malone for everything the punks the tawny fills yeah uh and uh mike 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 we'll get to Uh, mike in the second one i want to talk about um no i'm just saying he is poised he looked he looked good uh you know you, you like to see that because uh in reality, it's kind of his first time heading to the playoffs full steam ahead. You know what I mean? Brother, he was just – he was Mr. And cool. he And he wasn't even the highlight. I know. So let's get into the highlight over here. Jamal Murray is back as what NBA, TNT, everybody is calling Bubble Murray. Bubble Murray. Bubble Murray is – I like Bubble Murray more than Blue Arrow. <laughs> Me too, actually. I think – well, I mean, that's that's 40 points a game. Bubble Murray. Yeah. Oh, and I read a stat earlier. A he he has more forty point games than many elite basketball players. Like, uh, oh shoot, one that I saw right off the list was Carmelo Anthony. But uh, there was <laughs> there was a few of them. Um, and uh, Jamal Murray is already there, right? Uh, a young rising star. Um, Do you think Dil- star. Dylan Brooks will recognize Jamal as not being an old man? Maybe. Did you hear that BS? Let's let's hear. We'll talk about. Oh, he he was wearing white sunglasses that looked like, I don't know, and a a silver chain with DB on it. And they were asking him about LeBron James, and he goes, "He's old. I won't give him respect until he puts forty on me." Is this the guy that dunked on him? Yeah. Okay, I was watching that. Look, I was kind of a, but yeah. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. And then they were like talking about the disrespect, and then he was wearing the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dylan Brooks, you're not going to be remembered when you leave the NBA. LeBron James is going to be – there's going to be Michael Jordan, and then there's going to be like a few steps. Well, like, there's there's Michael Jordan and then everybody else. In that, yeah. It's Michael Jordan and everybody else, and leading everybody else is LeBron James. <laughs> but we're not talking about LeBron James in this first segment. Um, it's blasphemy to talk about the Lakers as some uh, media. Yet, here we are. Here we are. Jamal Murray. Um, in his post game, sharing a moment with Coach Malone in the playoffs. Hey, you know what I love about Coach Malone? Uh, when they interviewed him, when they basically crumbled, the Nuggets were um, up by 20, and by the end of the third, the Timberwolves. Oh, the in game interview? No, no, no. Before the fourth. And in, they asked him, they said, In game interview. In game, yeah. He goes, They're like, What do you need to do? And he goes, We need to play defense. Mm-hmm. We need to play defense, all of us. Like, it's. I know what he but, takes a lot of heat, man. But I'll tell you what, he's about as intense as you need to be. Love it. And they he supports the players and he knows what the players like immediately after the game. He he, he highlighted MPJ for changing the tone. Yes. And getting them right back to where they needed to be. And he basically said, Hey, 
playoffs are going to be long drive. We expect them to be tough. Um, Jamal, love the way he competes, going to carry that kid on the, you know, on the plane when we go to Minnesota. But we basically play, played seven great quarters, seven out of eight great quarters, you know, to summarize it, right? And that one quarter had everybody turning, right? Oh, oh my gosh, here comes uh, Anthony Edwards. And Anthony little. Edwards, oh, the young superstar, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, dude, to me, still, Gobert and Cat, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, just don't, they look like they don't know what they're doing out on the floor. They don't look like a team. They don't look like they're, they're like, it's the big bad wolf, and and you know you, Jokic coming down, and they're like, uh, you take no, you take him. Uh, uh, well, what do we do? And there's just there's there they don't have a solution for him. Most of the most of the NBA doesn't, but uh, you know because the Golden State Warriors tried with Draymond last year. I see a big fight coming coming down again with the uh, but the Wolves. but the okay, but the Nuggets are not backing down. No, I mean they they did go toe to toe when they had to. And they got a little chippy. The game was getting chippy. I love that about our, our Denver Nuggets. I love the fact that, hey, you know what? We had a bad quarter. It matters to them. It matters. The, and this Bruce Brown, matters. dude. And look, KCP? I, know, I know Christian Brown is getting a little bit of play in there. But, dude, this is going to be so valuable for him um, because I, he just kind of has no fear. He, he, he might be a little timid mistake-wise, like not wanting to make many so he can uh, maximize his time. Um Give it a little time. This guy's gonna he's 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 gonna be right there, uh, being able to you know come up with some key defensive stops or whatever it may be. Really like kind of the rotation that they had, and uh, Malone needs to keep that thing pushing. Keep the foot, keep their feet on the gas, right? Keep their pedal to the metal. Keep Pretend the... like you're driving a forerunner through I-25 and it's windy, and you just need to pedal to the metal. You don't stop. You yeah, but, it all the way yeah but if you had like a V8, then you can just do it that much faster. We were still getting past everybody. We had our third quarter. <laughs> um, Jamal and Anthony Edwards had nearly identical stats. Mm-hmm. They put on a show. Um, I like how the broadcast... Who, who, else, who else did that, if you remember, from the bubble? Was it Damian Lillard? No, it was Spida. Ah. Donovan Mitchell. They Mitchell. were going back and forth. And actually, that catapulted... Donovan Mitchell to a, an all-star status, et cetera, so on and so forth. Um, and Jamal was right there with him toe-to-toe. However, Jamal ended up getting the injury, um, and he's been out of the postseason for the last two years. So, Is he back to bubble, or is this the beginning? Look, he, I think he's got more. I think he's got more in the I don't think he hasn't peaked. Nope. But would you take that performance each and every game if you could get it? Hell yeah. If that was a Nuggets strategy for the playoffs, hey, during regular season, let everybody focus on Jokic. And then in the playoffs, we got MPJ and we have Jamal Murray. And Jokic is just our, our big man, and he's going to distribute the ball that the way he needs to. An MVP. Two-time MVP. Yeah, two-time, almost possibly three. Should um, be three. Should be three. Um, that was a hell of a game plan because nobody planned for this. Nobody planned for Jamal coming back the way he did. And nobody planned for MPJ being so calm, cool, and collective throughout Two games immediately in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I, I I think it boils down to the other players knowing their role. And then, listen, what we thought was a weak bench going into that, that um, I am completely comfortable with Bruce Brown running up and down the court as a field general or the point, okay, um, incorporating that with uh, Murray, KCP, and others as uh, more so than what I was with Monte Morris and um, – Oh, my gosh. Wheel the thrill, right, Barton? Yeah. Uh, far more. Far more because Bruce Brown's electric. Bruce Brown plays defense. Bruce 
Brown will give you all heart when he's in there, 100%. What does Brown do for you, Roman? <laughs> Score points. <laughs> yes, this guy does. scores points. I, I, he could be a starter um, on this on this team and anywhere else, but it's just a good flow, good mix. And, you know, he's playing he's playing fun. He's having fun. What duel does Murray and Jokic remind you of? Let's stay, let's lead with that on the other side. Think about it while we have a little bit of a break. And uh, I have, some, I mean, think basketball, not like peanut butter and jelly. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just saying, you're like, you know, we'll lead with that, but you just said it right now. So, uh, yeah, back on the other side. What dynamic duo, right, does, uh, M- um, not MPJ, but uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic remind you of? Who do they remind you of? This is a fan cave brought to you by Drives a Mile High, Three Margaritas, Orchard, Broomfield locations, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3, milehighsports.com. It makes my eyes bleed every time I turn around. How will they all feel when I bring them to the ground? It's with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Fan Cave. Presented by Drives at Mile High on Mile High Sports. No, they say Shawn Michaels. But the only ones to sing his own intro song. Then you have Chris Jericho with his own music. We also have Matt Riddle starting his song off going, Bro. Today is a very bro day. Yeah, bro. it's Matt it's uh Matt Riddle's favorite holiday. April twentieth. April twentieth. Um happy um Matt Riddle Day. <laughs> and for other reasons. Um, bro, the Nuggets won. Bro, Jamal Murray put up 40. Bro, MPJ saved last night's game in the fourth quarter. When he put up that three and just walked away like it was nothing, I walked, I was clapping going, bro. (laughs) Bro. MPJ is going to be the deciding factor, I think. Everybody's talking about Murray. Mike, 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 Mike. I just love how confident he is, man. They asked him in the post-game interview about the shot, and he goes, no, I just took the shot. Yeah, that's good. That's the kind of answer you want. Yeah. You know, like, don't be the, you know, taking, you know, he didn't give anything cliche. He's just like, I just took the shot. Like, if you need, you you want somebody with that kind of fear. Here's what's also important are his teammates trust him. You know what I mean? He's off a little bit sometimes. But they still give him the ball. Not, I mean, there's times where he is. Right. And I'm not saying that he's streaky. There's just times where he might be off on a shot or he rushes or whatever. When he gets dialed in, you have to give him the ball. Man, like it's it's infectious. It's contagious because 
I think Jamal Murray wants a piece of that. And Jokic gets the benefit of all worlds because he could just sit back and say, okay, you want the ball or you want the ball or I'll give you the ball. Oh, look, there's Gordon down below. Let me just throw an alley-oop to him. Oh, my God, that was beautiful. <laughs> it's it's like it's easy peasy. Yeah. So um, this this team looks really like a well-oiled machine right now. I think my favorite thing about MPJ is when he came into the league, there was so much um, that held him back. It was his injury. Um, who was he going to be as a player? Well, he was projected to be the number one pick. And due to that injury, I mean, I think he had like four college games with Mizzou. Yeah. And that was kind of it. So the Nuggets took a chance. I think they picked him at uh, um, pick 11 that year. And they kind of had to wait. They had wait to wait for some development. He had continued injuries. Um, About his sportsmanship, too. Uh, there was a lot of concern because he, for a good part of uh, his playing career with the Nuggets, he was kind of disgruntled. And he was one of those, um, he, he was looking to be one of those me, me, me kind of well, guys. Well, I, I put it like this. Here, here just my, the, in full disclosure, this is just my opinion. <laughs> I think he knew that he can compete at that level. Yeah. But because of what he was dealing with and the way that rookies and everything else and how they're treated. And then he did sign a big max contract early without really having proven anything. Remember, just like what they were saying for uh, RW, okay, you know, bad deal. It's going to, you know, and, and we're saying that it's going to be a bargain pretty soon. I think kind of the same thing with Michael Porter Jr. Because I think he felt a ton of pressure with that contract when really not having proven anything. And what he needed to really do, short-term memory, go out there, relax, play, play his game, plays like you know how to play. And be a with teammate. his team. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Coach Malone, uh, behind the scenes, what Coach Malone, the value he brought to this team is these individual Keep, stars became... Keeping them as one. A team, a unit. Like, dude, I love his post-game meetings Absolutely. You know, handing out the chains and everybody's, you know... Uh, we've seen that. We've seen that before. We've seen it... Um, Several of our teams, you know, we saw that with uh, we um, the Avalanche last year, and I know Bednar's not as electric, but we did see how they were together as a team. Most important, um, I think that's the most important thing a team must have, knowing that they know they can take this team out and down. Right? They they're they're, they're not worried about their opponent. MPJ and the reason shot, I say that is yeah. because I think. We're going to see a, a rebound and a respond from the Avalanche tonight. I, I agree with you on the Avs. Um, I mean, I'm decked out in my Avs gear, bro. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, I didn't realize that was Avalanche colors. My man. Um, MPJ, uh, he, he made the shot that sparked the Nuggets in the fourth. Um, but after the third, Coach Malone um, said, we need to play defense. Who would you see? Step up. It wasn't MPJ. Mm-mm. KCP. Yeah. KCP. Oh, he's immediately. A, he, he's so underrated, dude. Oh, man. And you know what? I like it. I like him being quiet. He's I like him being the just ball, the, just getting it to his guys, creating and, the plays for and offense. And he's having fun, too. He's having he's fun. He's been having fun. He's like, this, this team, he's just like, man, you know, does it get any better than this? The whole team's having fun. You, yeah. you could see stoic Christian Brown. where, they, And I want to see, because they, they will, somebody's going to challenge him. They thought it was going to be Minnesota in the third quarter. <laughs> I think uh, – I don't know any of the other way to put it, but Minnesota blew their wad. That's all I can say, right? Like shotgun wad, you know, yeah. you know, like that's it. Like we gave it to you. We came right back, tried to hang with the number one seed, um, but it's just 
they, so in other words, they've hit their ceiling because I told you before the playoffs started, they're playing horrible basketball and it just repeats and comes back. And for whatever reason right now, that team, as young as they are, how, however they're pieced together, they need those leaders to really pull that team through because they can be a competitive team. You can see the talent. That's what Tim Connolly's supposed to be doing. You can see there. the talent. And there. you can see what he's developing because he was doing it with the Nuggets. You're seeing a product of what he made and what he's developing. And now it, I, I don't have anything against KCP. No. Right. And I, matter of fact, I think Bruce Brown should be starting over him. Just just hear me out for a sec. Yeah. And I I don't think Gobert is your offensive um juggernaut. But I would like a Gobert type like player on this team to help out with Jokic. One, that's a better rebounder, number one. But two, just the defensive presence. Because Aaron Gordon is that, but Aaron Gordon you want to highlight for other things too. Right now, Aaron Gordon is that guy, but he's the flashy, flashy kind of, I'll take your, your, you know, he's the one who's going to lock down a Kawhi or a Kevin Durant or somebody like that. But I want the big guy too that says, give me, give me the damn ball. You know what I mean? And, and that, that I thought that's who they were getting with uh, Thomas Bryant, but he's just not electric enough or seasoned enough or, you know, his role is, is the bench, which is understandable, but he's just that big dude and you need that dominant presence. Remember when we were the Thuggets? With Kenyon Martin, Carmelo Anthony, and AI? Yep. Okay. Kenyon Martin put that thread out there. You know, it was just... He was the It was just... Yeah, he's yeah. just like, okay, you're going to come through this lane. You might get hurt, but that's okay. <clears throat> he was Draymond without the um, the dramatic um, uh, emotional upswing, up-down. He didn't have to stomp on anybody. I know we're talking about the Nuggets being a team unit. Um, mm. Jokic played his 50th career game last night, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, he became the first player in NBA history to average at least 25 points per game. Um, 10 rebounds. 10 rebounds and 5 APG. Um, 5 assists per game? Yeah, there you go. Um, but let's talk about the duel. I, we did ask the question, what duel does uh, Murray and Jokic remind you of? Oh, you know what? I didn't even put any thought into this. So let's... Uh, Number one is peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> this is from Reddit, by the way. And the other one is Bacchus and Shanker. <laughs> well, real quick. I, for players, for me, um, like some people put out their uh, Stockton and Malone. Okay, uh, that's okay. an obvious. Okay. Um, Nash and Stoudemire. Okay, I see that too. Parker and Duncan who's, is who I was going to put out there. That's a Tony Parker and Tim Duncan. Why? Because Nikola Jokic really likes Tim, Tim Duncan's game. And if he can have the championships and the pedigree that Tim Duncan has, I, I, honestly, I think that's what he cares about, you know, to be one of the greats like Tim Duncan. And everybody forgets that Tim Duncan had the Admiral right next to him, the two twin towers. And then guess who else they had too? Manu Ginobili. Because I was going to say Manu and, and Tim Duncan – but it, it really was Tony Parker and Tim Duncan. Let me run down this list on Reddit because these are funny. Um, Bacchus and Shanker. Um, Kenobi and Skywalker. Um, Bibby and Weber. Actually, God and Jesus. Um, bread and butter. Penguin and honey. So these Kareem and Magic. Trust me, I'm 28 this year. But Roman, the, the real answer. Magic and Kareem's pretty close. The real you, you laid out the real answer over here. Which player in... Nobody listed players, and it was well, Tony Parker and Tim Duncan. And I was going to say Shaq and Kobe, but I think Shaq and Kobe were just up a notch in terms. Yeah. Now, 
I love Jamal Game's step back. I love his spin moves. I love his patience. Um, and he's very, very he's a he's an excellent ball handler. There was some turnovers there. And the same with Jokic. But as a as a duo, man, they just feed off each other perfectly. That pick uh up at the top really sets up the offense. And then if you're gonna give it to Jokic, he's gonna find whoever else is open. And they're all capable. And I still gotta look it up and see. Um, where the Nuggets finished the regular season in three-point shooting percentage because I think they were in the top five, I want to say, maybe even the top three. And that's guys like KCP, Michael Porter Jr., even Aaron Gordon can knock down your threes. Jokic shot a three, okay, and Jamal I love, Murray. I love how slow it is when he shoots a three. He just uh, slow-mo all the way. And it's up. always when nobody covers him. And he's too. just like, all right, you're going to give me this shot. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. That's it. That's uh, halftime half for the uh, fan cave. So stay tuned with us. We are going to be talking about the Avalanche. We have game two tonight against the Kraken. What's Kraken? Hopefully it's not Seattle. No, it is. Let's hope it's Seattle. Cracking some skulls. Yeah. Do octopus Sma- have smash- skulls? Well, whatever. You're going to smash the squid. Don't they like black ink or something like that? We'll find out on the other it's side. It's a mythical creature anyway. <laughs> They're not even, it's not even real, but... Go Avs. Avalanche, Avalanche are real, Kraken or not. Um, this is a fan cave. Stay tuned with us. 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3, Mile High Sports. .com. Well, let me say something to you. RK Bo 420 says we just smoked your asses. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Fan Cave, presented by Drives at Mile High. Here are your hosts, the Lambros, Ryan and Roman Romero. Oh, yeah. Kraken don't want none of that smoke. Oh, yeah. No, I do. I think McKinnon's pissed. (laughs) Good. And because he is, the team knows that they're going to want to play. for. It sucks because they don't have Landis Gog as their leader, right? But, I mean, let McKinnon put it in overdrive. But it cannot all be him. Nope. Everybody's got to do their part. (laughs) Excuse me. That's what they had last year. The thing is, they know how to do it. I think that's what I appreciate more about Nathan McKinnon than uh, who's the Oiler guy, Connor Mc, McDermott, McDavid, Big it, Mick. Is a uh, McKinnon is a uh, like he's McDavid. He, he fills the leader role, but well, when, okay, well, when he's pissed, look, he's pissed. And the like, Oilers the won the last night. 
So they tied up the series 1-1. And McDavid has had one assist in two games. Wow. That was the league's, I think he was the top scorer in the league. Yeah, I think he had 65 goals this year. Does he get shut down in the playoffs? <laughs> Oilers are going to oil. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Um, like, that's the trend. That's the trend. I wouldn't say it's a predictable pattern, but it's the it's what's trending with the Oilers right now. They made several improvements. Their rookie goalie got hot, but their top dog is he's a to me right now. He's a regular season dude. Oof. And, you know, when McKinnon puts his foot on the gas, it's I mean, it's on. Like, everybody stops. It's kind of cool because they're like, well, what's he going to do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I feel like his own teammates in the previous game felt like they had to catch up. Oh. Wait till McCarr gets going. Oh, man. Yeah. What's wrong with McCarr? Is he still? He's hurt, man. He's hurt. I know they say he's healthy, but he it, it takes a minute to get back into that game shape and the playing time and the wear and tear. Like, if you think about it, the Avalanche played longer than anybody last year, and they're getting ready for this long run again because you want to be playing your best hockey now and into June. Absolutely. Right? Because what happens after June? Well, hopefully we don't have any win, but we get another parade. Could right? You, oh, man. I, just imagining both <clears throat> of them having, I mean, the Stanley you, Cup. You'd and be the, like, hey, let's just share a parade so, like, the 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 city of Denver doesn't, um, you know, create like a hangover from alcoholism for the full day for like the next week, week and a half. But the Nuggets need their own. The yeah, first true. NBA championship uh, to this franchise. And man, what a year for the Cronkies. It, think about how infectious, years. infectious that's going to be for the Walton Penner group. You know, there's, there's uh they, they probably have like, like the, uh, that movie with, um, Eddie Murphy, what is it? Uh, Coming to America? No, the oh. other one where he <laughs> he becomes a broker. He was a homeless guy, come, becomes a broker. Trading places. Trading They're places. probably like, and here's your bet, Mortimer. Here's your $1. Right? It's just like a dollar bet for, like, who's going to win the most championships or who's going to have the cooler stadium or who's going to do this or what key player, franchise player can you sign? Yeah, we were driving through Denver and, I was, and we were thinking of how the cityscape is going to be changed in the next 10 years. And I think you said it best. It's going to be a competition between uh, the Cronkies and, and the Waltons. And they're just going to build up Denver. We're fine with that. Kind of. Yeah, traffic's going to suck. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going to. <laughs> Big time. Um, McKinnon keeps working. Bednar's not in love with his lines. Um, okay, put the pressure on him, coach. Be that coach that you need to be because McKinnon will take that adversity and, and roll with it and skate with it, and he'll make he'll make this team better through his Look at this. perfection. Uh, it was it – was they had 15 skaters on the ice, all right, in a practice. Um, and at the end of practice, McKinnon um, was one he, – he's one of the best in the world, but he didn't join the rest of the team for drills – but on one end of the ice, he and Evan Rodriguez worked on some very specific things. That tells me, here's my expectation, man. And you're playing hard, but this is what I want to see. This is what I will recognize. This is what I will be open for. This is what Landis Gog used to give to me. I, whatever whatever is going on there. But he's prepping a teammate to be ready for those in-game situations. I was going to mention, uh, Rodriguez looked a little flat in the first game. <clears throat> no, he does. I, I said this before. I to me, I feel <clears throat> that he is a step behind. 
you know, to the rest of the league, he's up there. He's 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 very capable of doing many things. But this Avalanche team has so much damn speed. This Avalanche team is a finesse team on paper. That's what they say. Yep. But they're gritty and tough as well. And and it's a lot for him to to grasp. But the expectations are: you're here now. This is the way we play. And, and it's I'm not even pointing anything out to him that he's a terrible player because I think he's doing everything he can. It's just another level. It's another step up. The Avalanche have thrived with speed and power um, and finesse, and that's what pushed them through the playoffs to the finals last year. And here it is. There are minor adjustments needed for small details like that, but that's why he's elite. He works at everything, and he and Rodriguez have good chemistry together. So he's saying, I've got confidence in you, but here's my expectation. It's a different kind of leadership. It's you a different better kind change of... your diet. <laughs> Now, <laughs> seafood and vegetables for the rest of your life. <clears throat> Just eight eat, times a day. <laughs> eat octopus every single time you eat. The Kraken deserve the credit for how they played. They do. But yes. the Avalanche know that they can be better. And that's the thing. I think this key, this team will be dialed in and ready to go. I love it. Because they had their foot on the gas for a lot of the time there. There's a couple. There's some some sloppy play, some mishaps. Kraken took advantage. I, I don't think McKinnon fears any goalie. No. Nor the Avalanche, for that matter, because what they did to Vasilevsky. That guy is all-world, and they just peppered him last year in the in Stanley Cup final. Philip Grobauer is, is not Andre Vasilevsky. No, and he's, he's not. He's going to be put on notice tonight. Um, as you said, man, he's a, he's a decent re- regular season goalie, but when it comes to the playoffs, um, he wasn't there for the Avalanche. And no. I don't think he's going to be there for the Seattle Kraken. Um, hence why we didn't pick up... Uh, um, his uh, his request is his, his, his... signed Darcy Kemper and he won a, a championship with us, so we knew we had a championship caliber team. And Darcy Kemper's off the team now. Yep, they made a good move with with um, Georgie. They made a good move with him, and he has certainly performed for the regular season. Now it's another level. And he's got to play out of his mind. Let's do what Avs. Um, but our defense has to be at our, solid, which we were known for that. You know, you know what team started? Because I'll I tell you, the, the one who looked the worst was Josh Manson, and it was Rusty. He just he hadn't been playing. Yeah, McCarr looked a little sloppy. So look, they get their feet underneath their skates underneath them <clears throat> on ice. They're gonna be they're gonna be a tough matchup for anybody. Defense wins championships, and it's across any sport there is. Ask the Broncos. Ask the Broncos. The Broncos were one of the first ones, really, if you think about in this state and maybe in the NFL, where you could see that the defense is what carried them all the way through. Besides the Ravens in 2000. But, yeah, but the 97-98 Broncos were defense, They were defense-oriented, too. So, But but uh, back then, uh, Elway was smart, too. He had, a, he had a Hall of Fame running back. Yes, he did, with a great defense. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets figured it out with defense. In the past couple oh, man. of years. Malone's been preaching it all this time. And they're like, what good is it if they can score 140 on anybody, but it's going to be a shootout, or I don't know if that's the basketball term, because the other team can score 130, 140 as well. you got to shut them down defensively. If you can do that and you can score at will, you got a good chance. That's where perfection with your lines, um, you know, creating those opportunities for the defense to turn it to offense with the avalanche are very crucial. They, I think they know that. Um, now it's a put pen to paper and plan into action, and let's win this one. What do you think the score is going to be? Oh, tonight? Uh, I'm going to say 
I'd say the Avs put up a five spot. You think five? <laughs> yeah. Dang. And the Kraken, they might get a goal or two. I was thinking like a uh, three-one. I don't think it's thing. gonna. Be, I mean, the Kraken could play a close, tough game, but um, tonight's the night where the momentum is gonna change. It's gonna shift, and you're gonna see those lines feel tight. Um, he's very Bednar's very confident that they'll be better. He knew that they were off. <clears throat> he's he's gonna get um, guys like Lekkinen, you know, who's on the top power play unit. Um, he, he's gonna move back up with Nchushkin. Now, is it Valery or Valeri? Anyways, choo-choo train, right? Remember him? Yep. Uh, he'll go back to the second union. Um, I think he's relentless on puck retrievals. And he's a good middleman, Bednar said, when asked what Lekkonen can bring to the top unit. So, listen, it's it's making those adjustments, uh, making those changes. And, uh, you know, this team will be ready for a long run. Let's go, Avs. I want to hear that horn tomorrow all day Five long. times. Yeah, five times. Andrew, that's the thing. When the Avalanche win, we, we play the horn. Well, and we should do it for however many goals they score. Love it. <laughs> Stay tuned with us. This is the Fan Cave 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3, Mile High Sports. Dot com. Hey, think you can tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear. You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Fan Cave. Presented by Drives at Mile High on Mile High Sports. Uh, trade crazy trades the Broncos get first round. <clears throat> I you know I misread this article <laughs> because I thought it was um, trades that will happen um, that had nothing to do with the round. Like you know how we were talking about D Hop and yeah Judy, and we just found out um, George Payton was saying Judy's not going anywhere. So okay, so uh, let's go through this article because bas- that song the intro was perfect for it. This this article is a burn it down. Uh, three crazy trades the Broncos get into the first round. This proposal is the Broncos received the 22nd overall pick from the Ravens for Jerry Judy. <laughs> burn it down. <laughs> this uh, other one is the 28th pick from the Bengals. They receive Justin Simmons, Lloyd Cushenberry, and the 108th overall pick. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the draft is so funny. And then last but not least, this one's the ultimate burn it down. Why would you ever do this? The Broncos received the sixth overall pick and the 18th overall pick, and the Detroit Lions get Pat Sertain. Ooh. 
I mean that that that's attractive, actually. Really, two first round picks for Pat Sertain. I know, but two first round picks. Yeah. Ugh, burn Just, it down. <laughs> go sign a court. Because what what's Patrick Sertain going to demand when he gets first contract? He's going to be the highest paid corner in the league. Ah, but he's going to be so worth it. He's like our champion, <clears throat> man. Uh, no, I get it. Look, I, <laughs> I'm just saying that's two first rounders, and it, it, you could feel you could seem like it's a crapshoot, right? I guess, and I guess it would be different. Let's just fast forward two years, and we had average play, close, but you know, no cigar for the for the playoffs or Super Bowl, but better, and it was uh, quarterback heavy. And then you're like, okay, well, we'll uh, that's burn it down. We'll give you pass or 10 for a couple first-round draft picks. We get our quarterback of the future plus a edge rusher, and we'll uh, sign the next two uh, cornerbacks that are you know, aging, but they're still good for the defense. Andrew, request whenever we have a general manager move that's crazy or outlandish or kind of makes sense, you need to have the clip where Seth Rollins says, I'm a visionary. I am revolutionary. All of that. So... Um, it is our free-for-all, Roman. I wanted to lead with that. But, hey, speaking of attendance, um, two things in baseball. Andrew, Andrew chime in, too. The Rockies and Coors Field have the lowest attendance in years with 18,000 yesterday and 19,000 on I Tuesday. looked at the stadium. It didn't even look like there was 18,000 people Was there. there a game played? Oh, no, I, the team didn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Pirates batting practice day at Coors Field. That's really all it was. That's really all it was. And they're like, hey, can we go enjoy that Wait, rooftop patio afterwards? Yeah, were they 18,000 up there? <laughs> like, you know, the, the largest square foot clubs in Denver, 18,000 people there? They were even saying it was so bad that that wasn't even the best deal to get a, a drink in downtown Denver. Well, I'll tell you this. The, the people that did go to the game left early, too. Why so did you stay there? They, I, I, hopefully the fans are starting to speak. I think that's it. And... You're going to have to do this because guess what? After many, 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 many years of playing money ball and horrible stadiums and everything else, the Oakland Athletics, they're agreeing to purchase land near the Las Vegas Strip and a proposal, what I read, and I don't know if it's this article, but I did read that they're looking to build a billion-dollar baseball stadium. For the A's? They're going to be in Vegas. We know Vegas can support teams now. Yep. That's sad. Right? The Golden Knights. Scary. The Toilet Bowl Raiders. <laughs> Allegiant Stadium looks like a fancy toilet. Maybe and, the and A Stadium can look like a bidet. <laughs> um, this is a fan cave effect because we were talking about this uh, a couple days ago, unbeknownst that this is actually happening. A 1.5 billion, 35,000 seat stadium with a partially retractable roof would be built on the site adding that the other developments, including restaurants and an amphitheater, are being discussed. Oh, you can get shows over there, by, by, by the way, I'm pretty sure. Um, man, talk about the influx of what's going to the state of Nevada and Las Vegas, right? So what do you think? Well, it's the desert, dude. What basketball team do you think is going to jump ship? We talked about too? this. The Kings are going to go, too. To Vegas over the uh, Seattle? Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a far better deal. They're going to get, you know, they'll get in. Well, they can share the toilet bowl stadium, I guess, and just turn it into an arena. No, they have an arena. It's a T-Mobile one. In Vegas? Yeah. 
pretty sure, right, Andrew? I thought that uh, they just have the UNLV. Um, no, there's been WrestleManias at T-Mobile Stadium, and and I think AEW sold out like a quarter of it. It's like a legitimate, like it would be an NBA stadium, like a arena. I believe so. An, well, I know. If not, just go to Madison Square or uh, Madison Square. Oh gosh, MGM, or where the fights are. I know there's plenty of stadiums, but for like a professional sports franchise, and to me, I think it would be the Kings. Oh, dude, you know who plays at the T-Mobile arena? We're, we're silly. The Golden Knights play there. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so that's they would what, share with the basketball team. For, for the time being, yeah. sure. They don't need five stadiums. Baseball, basketball, hockey. Why not? Football. It's in the desert. <laughs> what else are you going to do? I mean, their, a, their AC bill is going to be absurd. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, and here's your AC arena. But, uh, yeah, I could see the Kings making a move there. Um Despite his best efforts, Kevin Johnson, let's just face it, California doesn't need and, – and they're not as a supporter. They're going crazy because they're in the playoffs the first time in 10-plus years. But listen, Sacramento or Vegas? Sacramento or Vegas, right? That's what's going to happen. And and it's easy for us because it's just, uh, what, an hour flight? Get over to Vegas? Nobody really lives in Vegas. Dude, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you got – or what about this? The Utah Jazz. Boom. That's all that's there. That's all that's there. And there is jazz played in Las Vegas. <laughs> the Vegas Jazz. That, that has a little jazzy town to mm. it, sound to it. I, I was thinking they might rename them to, like, I don't know, the Mobsters or something. You the know. Las Vegas Chippendales? No, no, no. You don't need anything like that. The Celine Dion's. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you can have fun with names. Uh, what, what, what would the A's be? I know they're the Athletics, the, the Vegas um, White Tigers for Siegfried and Roy, the Bambinos, <laughs> the who knows. But <laughs> that's good news for for the A's, and uh, the city of Oakland put a cease in um, what was it, cease and desist or something like that. Um, basically, they're they're um, boycotting that. But the A's are looking to find a long term home. Hey, bro, you know who well, uh, Real quick, I want to jump in on this just, just yeah. for a second. It's been the worst kept secret around uh, in Major League Baseball for years that mm-hmm. o- that the Oakland A's were going to soon be the Las, Ve- Las Vegas A's. Uh, say that five times fast. Las Vegas you know, A's. They've been intentionally tanking for, for years. This, yeah. uh, having been a having lived in a city where this, this, the team did end up moving after uh, year-long rumors uh, when the Rams left for Las, Ve- Los Angeles... This feels mm-hmm. exactly the same way. You know, Oakland, they actively trade their best players to get very little in return. They don't, they have never have a high attendance. And I don't know if you caught this, but uh, either last week or two weeks ago, they, they, um, the New York Mets broadcast team wasn't allowed in the visitors' broadcasting booth because there, was, there were possums in the walls. <laughs> like, this is the worst kept secret in, in all of sports that. Oh, that Oakland is now moving to Las Vegas, and I mean, it sucks for Oakland. You know, it's still it was a lone professional franchise in that city for go, dating back to when the Warriors moved out of Oakland and went to yep. San Francisco, or, and or, th- that yeah, like it, it sucks to be an A's fan right now, and especially when you know you have nobody on that team to even actively root for because they get traded to. You know, Atlanta or Toronto or yep. name literally any other franchise. Well, it's kind of interesting, though. Our our farm system or our our 
system here for for the Rockies, um, they're they're being plucked and and picked and everything too. I'm you know, not at that rate, I would say, but something needs to happen here because the fan base is different over here. The support is over here, um, but you know the attendance, you know, creating that kind of show at least initially for this season, maybe it'll uh, prompt the owners to start spending some money and get a competitive product on the field. That's all you can hope for. With yeah, because you, you want not only the experience, but you want the excitement. I you want to celebrate you don't in McGregor Square. You, you don't want to fall Rockies asleep win. after you ha- you spend $30 on two beers, and then you're just like, oh, time to go home. That's it for us, us guys. We got Sandy and Sean next. Hey, tonight we do have the Avalanche. Um, Roman has a 5-1. I have a 3-1. Andrew, do you have a prediction for tonight? I will say three to two OT. Ooh, avalanche. I like that. Russell Wilson went to the Nuggets game last night. He better be at the Avalanche game. Um, he's doing it in silence. I like this. So um, he doesn't want to flip any more golf carts, man. <laughs> Sandy and Sean next on Mile High Sports. This is a Fan Cave ninety eight point one FM one seven five HD three, and you can find all this on MileHighSports.com. Avalanche country. Let's ride. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.